and he's real in my soul. And before we get started on tonight, I want to be long today. I want to give God praise. But can we make some crazy noise for your pastor and your first lady? We thank God for them and thank God for a good friend. And what God is doing in this place is amazing. Come on, look at somebody and tell me it's amazing. What God is doing at Star City and certainly God is moving and did anybody get a word this morning? Did anybody get a word this morning? I believe God was moving this morning. And people were getting breakthroughs and people were tearing in. And, and I believe there's more to come even in this year. How many got an expectation for the second half of this year? You got his career, pick it back up again. Because if you quit, it's over. But if you keep on pressing, somebody say it's a blessing in the pressing. And I believe that God can do that for you. And if you have your Bibles, let's go to the word of God. If you stand for the reading of the word, we're going to go to the book of John. Number 11. Tonight, we're going to read verses 1 through 6. And then we're going to skip down and do some skip reading all the way down to verse 20 through 23. Chapter number 11. If you got it, say, I got it. If you don't have it, I'll move on in Jesus' name. But we have the screens behind us. And, um, and it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days. Jesus took his time. He took his time. Still in the same place where he was. Go down to verse number 20. It says, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, this is Martha having a little attitude. If thou hast been here, Martha, she, was, she, was, she had a little temper, y'all. My brother had not died. But this is where the revelation kicks in. But I know that even now shall rise again. Skip down all the way to verse number 43. And it says, and when he thus had spoken, he cried. He didn't whisper. He cried with a loud voice. Lazarus, come forth. Can somebody holler? This is a job for Jesus. This is a job for Jesus. If you can help me preach, just look at the person next to you and tell them, this is a job for Jesus. Come on, come on. Tell them, you can't do it. You should be ashamed of yourself. Point to them and tell them, this is a job for Jesus. If you believe this is a job for Jesus, open your mouth and give God praise in this place and say hallelujah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, Jesus carried the gospel everywhere. And everywhere he went, he affected the place that he was at. Jesus, by his preaching 
entire cities was turned upside down. If he came into the city like your pastor was saying, what evangelists do, he would just wreck the place. Whole social systems were disrupted when Jesus, because his preaching was so powerful. If he started preaching in the desert, people would flee from the city, meet him in the desert just to hear him speak. Uh, if he got in the house and started speaking, people would crowd the windows. They would block the closets and doors. And one time he preached in a house. It was so congested. Four men had a sick brother and they put him up in a wall, opened the roof up, cut a hole and lowered him in the presence of the Lord because Jesus was in the building. I love it because without a TV ministry, without a business card, without a flyer, without a Facebook page, website, if Jesus started preaching, he had no trouble preaching up 5,000 men, not to mention women and children. Without a beautiful PA system, without a sound system, without a telephone, without any electronic, Jesus could stand there, preach in a dry place, and people would rather faint than to miss something he had to say. Jesus, I'm telling you, out of all the preachers of this time, I know some good preachers, you know, the Noel Jones, the David Bernards, Lee Stone King, your pastor, he's a good preacher, but can't nobody preach like Jesus. Uh, can't, can't nobody preach like Jesus. He, he didn't just have a word, but he was the word. He, woof, he was that abstract, that invisible, intangible word of God that came forth in creation that said, let there be. And it was. He was that same word that came down from 42 generations and literally put itself in flesh and tabernacle among us. We beheld the glory of the only. Somebody say same Jesus. The same Jesus had a word for any generation. And I know one thing about it. His word is still powerful right now. And was the Jesus that he, what he would do, he would maneuver all across that Middle East. He would move from city to city. And he'll find places he would dwell. And I wonder today if, if Jesus was to stop by Lafayette, whose house would he be comfortable in? Mm. Uh, would you have to hide a magazine? Would you have to change the TV channel? Whose house would he feel comfortable in? They had created a habitation. While he was absent from that house, a problem arose in the house. Now, it's one thing to have a problem in Siberia or Ethiopia or some distant remote place. You hear about on the news. You, you see what's happening over there. You look and you say, oh, okay, that's over there. You, you'll pray for him and you'll go about your daily routine. It's another thing when that problem comes in your country. It gets your attention. You're like, you know what? I'm going to pray and make sure it don't come here in Jesus' name. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, it's, it's another story when it's in your city. Yeah. But in your mind, so you say, you know what? I'm with that. But one thing about it, it's a whole nother problem when the trouble is in your house. Uh, because you cannot run from yourself. And, and situation talking about your address. I'm saying anything that pertains to you. And there could be certain things that can pertain to you that can develop a person. Christian and you love the Lord, speak in tongues, shout and clap. Can I tell you, you're going to have some problems. I think the pastor mentioned earlier this morning, people have this fantasy that if I get saved, I'm good. No, you are not good. The Bible declares that those that live godly shall suffer what? Persecution. At the end of the day, those are the things that qualify you to reach levels in God. 
and I'm happy though in this story that God allowed the author of this book to write these fine believers to show us they had a problem in their house because sometimes we cannot look at other Christians and see anybody else is having a problem you know you're outgoing but then they have filters and and you can't see what's wrong with them at all because we have a society where we put a picture up and put a filter on it and makes us look 10 times better I mean, I saw somebody that was on Instagram and I was preaching. I think I went to almost, I think, North Carolina and I saw them on Instagram. I said, this is a nice looking person. And I saw them in person. I said, what, what, what in the world happened? <laughs> but it was a filter. But it goes deeper than that. So many people in churches can wear their emotions well, but on things that are really going on. And, and I know we live in a generation of positive confessions, motivational speaking. But sometimes you look around the congregation and you're going through a trial even right now. You're saying everybody looks so happy. Everybody looks so fine. But when you look into the word of God, it lets you know and shows you that you can love the Lord and still face some big time problems. And sometimes I come to church with the biggest trial of my life life and and I'm looking at everyone dancing and shouting but on the inside I'm fighting the devil demons and a whole bunch of the Bible gives completed testimonies let let, let me break this down because the truth be told nobody's really heard your real testimony you don't know my whole story you don't you don't know my whole story can I be honest there's been days I've almost given up there's been days I felt like throwing the towel days I didn't put feel like putting no suit on I didn't feel like worshiping I didn't feel like lifting my hands up can I just be honest on today days I didn't feel like preaching something days I didn't feel like preaching but every time I would say God I don't see what you're doing but something grabbed a hold of me faith grabbed a hold of me faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not see I couldn't see it but God said boy you bet not give up on me because I got something on the horizon can we just be honest today? has anybody ever felt like David your foot almost slipped when you saw the prosperity of the wicked but I come to tell you just when you try to throw the towel God threw the towel back at you and said, you ain't going to quit, baby. After all the things that I've done for you, I wish I had a church in here. The ways that I've made, the promises that I kept, you think he's going to run out on me? you got to be out your mind, boy. But I'm so happy, Pastor. God is a God. He will chase after you. The Lord is my shepherd. warrior. I guess I get back over here because I got woes for you. I got a plan for you. Is anybody happy? He will chase after you and give you joy and speak about. Can I tell somebody what you're going through right now is not meant to kill you. It's not the things you're going through right now. It's not meant to destroy you. It's not meant to dismantle you. But that is the thing that's going to make you, develop you, push you, gather you, propel you into what God wants you to be. And I've gotten to a point, Pastor, I don't need no organ. I don't need no drums to pump and prime me. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my hands will go up. My feet will jump. I will shout. There go right there, right there. I don't need no praise team to get me there. I don't need nobody to drag me to the presence of the Lord. I learned how to find the brook myself and I will usher myself in the presence of the Lord. As a deer panted for the water brook, my soul is thirsty. I got a question. Anybody thirsty? Anybody hungry? Anybody thirsty for God to do something? Lift your hands. Open your mouth. 
he's worth it. Give him 15 seconds. Open your mouth and give him praise. Sit down, sit down. Sit down. We're going to get there in a second. Get, sit down, sit down. You make me nervous. House. This is the house where Mary lives. It gives specific person that we're talking about. So we wouldn't think it's some kind of random Mary. But, but the writer gives us the resume and says this is the same Mary that walked in a room full of men, pressed past religious leaders, came to the feet of Jesus, anointed his feet, cried before him, dried his feet with her hair. She worshiped God. And I was like, wait a minute. She was a worshiper. Uh, she had a problem in her house, but she still was a worshiper. See, though she worshiped God intensely, she still had a situation she had to deal with. When there is an issue in your house, I've learned this, sometimes it will not only affect you, but infect your whole entire house. Has anybody ever had that trial where you're going through life and stuff is messing up, but it's not affecting you, it's affecting your household. Sometimes it affects your friends. And there are certain trials that come in our life that we can hide and we can disinfect, but I believe there comes a life in a believer. There's a time where there's a trial that will shake the very foundation of your faith in God. And sometimes you try to cover it up, but some trials, I don't know what, you can't cover up at all some trials I try to come to church even last year I was living with something very seriously and I came to church and led praise service and, and I was walking down and my pastor looked at me and said you alright I said yeah I'm good man then he, I, I wasn't good at all then he looked at me and said you alright I said nah man I ain't alright man but sometimes those trials they're so heavy on your mind and they cause discomfort but I noticed this Mary had a problem but it was Mary she was still a worshiper I got a question real quick do I have any worshipers in the building today could you make some noise right now see 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 oh, I see all them hands clapping you have to be a special person uh, to be a worshiper you see anybody can be a praiser let everything to have breath see you don't even have to be saved to give God praise birds praise him in song from the rippling of the water that moves to the river down to the ocean from the twinkling of the star from the shining of the sun from the brilliance of the moon all declare the excellency of God but when you are a worshiper woo, a worshiper is a special elect group of people everybody can't be a worshiper because uh, he's looking the Bible says he's looking for those that will worship him in spirit and in what spirit and in truth everybody can worship God because real worship takes you from the outer court into the inner court go from the inner court into the veil go past the veil into the holies of holies and to enter the holies of holies you got to be holy yourself got to have a relationship it goes from the holies of holies and then you start talking to your father real worship will mess your hair up real worship will put tears in your eyes real worship will have you driving your car at a stoplight and start speaking in other tongues you don't care who's looking has anybody ever had a worship session in your car Y'all don't know y'all. What's Lafayette doing? Has anybody ever worshiped God and got a breakthrough while you're listening to music? You start hooking and bucking, speaking in tongues. They're talking to, I'm talking to Jesus. I'm talking to my father, the one that can bless me, one that can listen. Real worship. 
real. Oh, I feel something creeping on this place right now. Oh, can we take 20 seconds and call his name right now? Begin to worship. Worshipers, I need you. You told me who you were. Would you worship him right now? Open your mouth and worship your God. I gotta say that for a second. See, 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 praising, praising God embraces what He's done for you. I thank Him for my car. I thank Him for my, my two beautiful girls. I thank you for my house, my job. That's praising God, thanking Him for what He's done for you. But worship goes deeper than that. If I lose the house, if I lose the car, if I lose my position, if I lose my money, I'll still give you worship. You're still worthy. You still sit high. You saw God on the throne. Worship is not what you have, it's who has. Somebody holler, I am a worshiper. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. I don't care about being a preacher. I'm called, thank you, Jesus. But my first profession is a worship. I am made to worship. Worshiper, I'm gonna tell you that. You have a problem, don't be discouraged by the problem. The problem is not an indictment of your intensity and your relationship with God. That is nothing wrong with you, baby. There's nothing wrong with you. But there are certain situations that will arise in your life that will make you question your relationship with God. Another thing about it is worship prepares you for the battle. And if she didn't worship God like she did, I don't believe she'll be able to handle the issue that is in front of her right now. Though she still had drama in her life, had she not been a worshiper, I don't think she would have persevered. And I'm talking to somebody here today. Some of you here tonight, had you not been giving God worship, you would have folded during the trial. I wish I was talking to somebody that she was going through even this year. If some of you were not a worshiper, oh, when you begin to worship, it gives access to God. And when you have access, that's when miracles, signs, wonders, that's when they begin to happen. Have I got anybody in here that can say, preacher, I am a worshiper I know somebody in here today I know you've been crying all year but I come to tell somebody those tears were not for nothing those tears has anybody ever been in a place where you're praying to God and you don't know what's going on how it's gonna make it what's when the money's gonna come you're just sitting there and all you could do is sit there and big old tears begin to fall down your face and God I don't know what to say but I'm so happy as those tears begin to fall down your face they became your prayer petition God those tears begin to talk to Jesus and I'm so happy pastor tears are a language my God understands I wish somebody would say thank you your tears are a language my God understands and what God is doing he is preparing you for the battle and that's why you cannot stop worshiping even though you don't feel or see God moving because if I can't do nothing when I don't see him I don't think I'm worthy enough to give him praise when he does something but can you worship God when you don't feel him on the inside can you worship God when nobody knows what you're going can you worship God with tears in your face depressing on your heart can you worship can you worship Mary did what a worshiper should do 
She looked at the situation and said, this is not a job for Tylenol. This is not a job for chicken noodle soup. In my generation, you were sick, drink some 7-Up and ginger ale, sit down. She looked at the situation and said, no, 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 no. This is a real sickness. This is not a job for a doctor. This is a job for Jesus. Somebody holler, job for Jesus. There are some things that you encounter in your life. There's no need and resources dried up. And all you could do is look up and say, God, I need you right now. I dare somebody to say that in the spirit. God, I need you right now. I don't know about y'all that come the time in your life. You'll say this is a job for Jesus. And I want to tell everybody, old and young. Oh, I wish I had a witness in here. You need to learn how to call on your God. Young people, let me talk to you for a second. I know your parents are saved or somebody's saving your family, but at the end of the day, it's a one-on-one relationship that you got to deal with your God. You got to learn how to call on the name of Jesus. My mama used to say it like this. Jesus is on the main line. I wish I had some old timers. Tell them what you want. If you got a problem, tell them. If you got sickness tell them learn to call on the name of the Lord when you you got to learn how to call the name of Jesus the Bible says she sent for Jesus and I could see Mary telling that he could probably muster up just a little bit of strength and say well well Mary how do you know she said well well don't worry Lazarus I've sent for him He's, he's going to come. Just hold on. Don't die on me now. Hold on. Jesus is coming. I know it because this is his house. He, he comes when all is well. Uh, Jesus, yeah, he's coming. He's got to come. He comes. We, we feed him. Uh, we give him money sometimes. We, we take care of him. We laugh together. Uh, he's Jesus. Come on, Lazarus. Come on. Don't, don't doubt. Uh, he, he's got to come. And I, and I can remember, I can see, made my mind, a day goes by and she's looking, said, she look out the window. Wait, he's still not here. Man, that's something. Uh, Lazarus, hold on. Jesus is coming. Don't, don't die. Don't die. He loves us. That's our friend. Don't worry about it. Another day goes by and he's like, come on, come on. Lazarus, come on. And I can see Mary probably going to another room and saying, okay, I know he's playing with us right now. I know he's coming. And I can see maybe other family members saying, I thought you knew him. I thought that's your God. I thought, I thought he was a God dude. I thought he was coming. She's like, no, nah, don't worry about it. He's coming. He's coming. Days go by nights go by I couldn't imagine has anybody ever been in a trial where you can just you're waiting on God to show up and you can't even sleep at night you can't sometimes you're not even hungry because you're waiting for God to, to do something and she said Mary Mary said Lazarus don't die the days went by the long nights finally ended and all of a sudden the Bible says that Lazarus is dead she said well, wait wait hold on Lazarus no he's dead he's gone you know, as a preacher, we always testify about when we prayed and the Lord answered. I don't need you to tell me what to do when he answers. I know what to do, praise him. But I really need somebody to help me. What do you do when you call him and he does not answer? What do you do? The bill is due on the 5th and it's midnight on the 4th. And you're saying, God, I need you to come by here. I need you to answer, but he has not answered you. What do you do when the problems are adding up and it seems like it's not going to go anywhere? Can I give you a simple answer? You keep on praying. You keep on fasting. You keep on reading. You keep on praising. Have I got anybody in here that's made up in their mind? I may not hear an answer tonight, but tonight 
tonight I'm going to worship God. Tonight I'm going to lift my hands. Tonight I'm going to open my mouth. Tonight I'm going to shake things up. Tonight I'm going to jump for joy. Tonight I'm going to lift my voice. Can we give God a sneak preview of what you're going to do when he finally answers your call? Would you open your mouth? How loud would you scream? How loud would you jump? How much would you run? How much would you shake? How much would you pray? How much would you die? Can we take 20 seconds and give God Judah right there? Open your mouth. Give God glory. Give God praise. Give God honor. Oh, what would you do if he answered right now? How loud would you yell to heaven if he saved your family? How loud would you yell if all oh, How loud would you yell? I feel something moving in this place. Just lift your hands and begin to open your mouth and exalt the name of the Lord. They get there. Last point, I'm sitting there. We're going to worship God. They get there. And Martha finally sees. I told you Martha had a little attitude. Martha finally sees Jesus. He comes, and he's probably strolling. Taking his sweet old time. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey, how you doing? Because he bad like that. He bad like that. Jesus finally strolls into town pasture. He got his homies with him, disciples. And they're walking. And I can see Martha probably doing dishes, and Martha look, is that, is that? She takes off running. <laughs> Bible says she meets him. She didn't wait till he got to the house. That means Martha came. Have you ever seen somebody you scared of a little bit run at you? Like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Martha runs out, probably got dish suds everywhere, and just runs out there. She comes to Jesus. Martha meets Jesus, and, and she said, hey, hey, Jesus. Yo, dude. Can I be the transparent right now? Yo, well, dude, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. But one thing I like about Martha, she kind of shows the real human side in the Bible. She flipped the script. I, you, 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 if you was here, he wouldn't have died. But she flips it and get a revelation. She says, something clicks. Martha says, but at the end of the day, she said, I know who you are. But she said, even now, you got the power to raise him up. I wish I had a church that knew where I was going. Somebody holler even now. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. I don't know who I'm talking to today. But God told me to tell somebody the miracle is even now. It may look dead right now. But the miracle is even now. Can somebody right now for the next one? He's moving even now. He's working even now. He's shifting even. I wish I had a walker that will walk right now and say, even now, even now, even now, saving my family, even now, moving in my child, even now. I dare somebody right now open your mouth, cry to the Lord, and say, even now, even now, even now, even now, even now. I feel you, even now. I can touch you. What you've been praying for is going to happen when you open your mouth. You, your situation. He goes to the tomb of Lazarus, and I'm closing. He goes to the tomb. Watch this. He walks to the tomb, y'all, with his bad self. Jeez, I love that guy, y'all. I love him. He goes to the tomb.
and Jesus probably looked at him and said, are y'all serious right now? He may be dead, but he ain't dead enough for me that I can't work a miracle. Would you look at your neck? His heart stopped beating. It did not matter. After three long days, you couldn't recognize his faith. It did not matter. After 10 minutes of his death, flies began to put eggs in his eyes. It did not matter. It did not matter. Even though he was dead and all the bugs started eating his body. But can I tell you, your situation is not too dead for an on-time, all-powerful, omnipotent God. But all Jesus... I'm preaching myself happy right now. All Jesus had to do, he walked up to it and said, Lazarus, what did he say? Y'all got to say it like y'all preaching up here. Lazarus. And when Jesus said, come forth, the beetles had to put back the dry skin. The maggots had to put back the tissue. The flies had to put back the eggs. Everything that death took away, death had to put it right back. I come to tell somebody everything that the devil has took away, God said, I'm going to get it right back. Get your joy back. Get your praise back. Get your shout back. Get your jump back. I'm going to get what is mine. I wish I had somebody in here. Get your love back. Get your children back. Come on, fight for it. Fight for it. Open your mouth. I don't care if you lose your voice today. Open your mouth. Fight for the healing. He's got to give it back. Lift your hands right there. Oh, what's up? There's a sound I'm trying to hear. Open your mouth in this place. Oh Give me my peace. Give me my mind. Give me my children. Give me that child. I'm crazy enough to believe the more I talk to him tonight, he's going to talk back. He's going to take action. Pick it up again. Pick it up again. Come forth. Let that vision come forth. Let that dream come forth. Let that business you've been trying to, let it come forth. Let that apostolic, powerful, Holy Ghost driven, let it come. That's it, baby. Let it come forth. Some of you can feel something bubbling on the inside, laying hands on people. I'm asking right now, you're getting your stuff out. Come forth. Come on, come on, Star City. Come forth. Let that vision come forth. Let that goal come forth. Let that power come forth. The devil's been knocking you out. He's been pushing you. Being down low, but I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for you to touch me. I'm ready for you to move. I'm ready, God. Come forth. Come forth. Forth. If you take a step in faith tonight, God's going to call it. It's not too dead. The problem is not too deep that God can't reach it. His arms are not too short. My God has the power to reach way down. He can grab the ungrabbable, touch the untouchable, seek the unseekable, pull the unpleasant power. 
if you need a miracle come to this altar right now if you need God to come forth I don't care what it is you need some hungry I need some desperate people that will open their mouth right now come forth come with your hand lifted with your mouth open with your heart asking God touch me again revive me again some of you been dead so long you've been dead you ain't spoken tongues in forever but I dare you right now talk until you speak reach until you speak reach until he touches you reach until he changes you reach until he shifts until he transforms the power of God is in this place I feel the Holy Ghost in this place I feel revival in this place I feel the shift in this place